Hello and welcome to the Burning Down the House podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Minth, and I'm joined by Josh Fetzer and Austin Regula. What's happening? Today they don't get adjectives because I'm not feeling that special about them right now. (laughs) (laughs) Going in, so how's how's your guys' week going? Good. It's a blast. It's a blast from the past. It kind of feels like it's 1985 right now. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Because I'm feeling good. Sun's out. Going to summer camp. Oh, you know, so that's kind of like... That's what I was doing in 1985. Camp. That's what you were doing going to summer camp? Yep. I don't think you were born. I was. You just didn't know it. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I wasn't born, everyone. It was a lie. But a um, summer camp thing, huh? When I think of the 80s, I think of summer camps. Yeah, that's camps. what I was thinking. Because like, I feel like that was the last decade that people like realistically went to summer camps. Yeah. Like, often. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that yep. weren't... Never mind. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that weren't what? <laughs> they weren't, oh, we, nothing. They weren't good enough. We're going to have to start the whole thing over. No, we over, don't need to start we? anything yeah. over. I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. I kept it in my mouth. All right. <laughs> going through the weekly rundown. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about George Hotz. He's the man that first jailbroke the iPhone, and he's back doing some stuff with autonomous cars. That's pretty cool. We might have seen us posting about that on Facebook. We're going to go into talking about Apple. They're planning to launch a new... Well, they might be planning to launch. Just talking about some speculation. But they might be launching a 14.1-inch MacBook Pro with a mini LED display, as well as a new 27-inch iMac Pro and a 7.9-inch iPad mini. And, uh, uh, you know, with leaks, all things are leaks that we don't, you know, we don't take them too seriously. But it is cool to see the new display technology. Microsoft is teasing a new Windows 10 start menu that de-emphasizes the live tiles that everyone has come to hate so <laughs> and lastly, another stories story. Twitter starts testing its own version of stories called Fleets, which will disappear after 24 hours. Why, Twitter? Why'd you have to do it? <laughs> Join the party. Yeah, we're just all going to... Eventually, I want one... I just want to be able to post... Like, I'm going to post a different story, but only like slightly different to each platform. So like, or just I'll to, start just by to send- screw with the algorithm yeah. or what? Just like, well, like let's say I want to say like, let's say it's like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. So I want right. to say like, hey guys, I'm Daniel. I would post hey on one, and then guys on one, and then I'm sure. on one, and then Daniel on the other, and then I would tell people to go on a scavenger hunt for my posts. All right, and it wouldn't work, and then I would eventually give up on that dream. <laughs> <laughs> Short lived. Okay. Sounds good. Way to way to quit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the tagline. Way to quit. <laughs> um, our first topic, George Hotz. Um, you might have heard of him before. You probably haven't. Um, but he, yeah, like I said, he's the first person to ever um, j- jailbreak the iPhone. He was the one. I don't know if you guys remember back in the early days of jailbreaking. You can go on that site where you could just slide the thing at the top and it would just jailbreak your phone. He was yep. the guy who implemented that. Yep. Um, I jailbroke my iPhone same. a long, long time ago. Up until the four, I always jailbroke my mm-hmm. iPhones, and then after the four, I stopped. Yeah, it got it became problematic for me. It became just too much of a pain to deal with. Yeah, right? you didn't like really, it was just not worth it. Apple started implementing all the things that I jailbroke my phone <laughs> right. for. Yeah, that's what I that was, was the issue. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't really need to. Um, he also was he like did like this whole thing with the PlayStation Three where he wanted to find a vulnerability in it, and then he did, oh, and did so he? he published it, and then oh, Sony sued him. Okay, nice. So yeah, but that's not what we're talking about with him today. Today he's doing good things. So he had recently, there have been some pieces published on him on his uh, company called Comma AI, where he had tried to develop a 
basically like an auxiliary phone that you plug into your car's ODB meter, uh, ODB sensor OBD, thing. OBD2. OBD2, whatever. Yeah, yep. the, the port on your car that all cars have after 2012 that's used for diagnostics. And he has created like a source code that can like essentially be an autonomous car. It can make any car after 2012 an autonomous car. And it was blocked during its first launch, but he's back with the, with the Comma 2. And that seems to be something that's actually going to be coming to people. And it is essentially like an Android phone that runs a code that drives your car for you. And if hmm. if I would have just heard that sentence before crazy. watching the video, right, probably would have been like, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but once I watched the video and he kind of explained the differences between like, okay, here's there's like different levels of autonomous driving. So right. like... We we advertise like this level four where like the car is essentially doing everything, but it's not really doing everything. We're not we're not there yet. No, we're nowhere close. Yeah, he he's saying basically that like these car manufacturers are lying and using the word autopilot as a right. scam. Right. And so he wants to use. He said like I can achieve better results doing it myself. So he's just doing it. Right. Well, it's kind of interesting. Like if you look at the airline industry, they use autopilot in their mm-hmm. planes. But basically, what that means, I as far as I know, and maybe it's changed in recent years, but it means that. If you're flying at like 30,000 feet going straight, doing nothing else, like the plane can maintain everything. But if you're trying to take off and land, it's not going to autopilot the whole thing. Some planes have that, I think, where they've designed that, but not all manufacturers are created equal, just like with cars. So it's kind of like, I think that the car manufacturers try to take that approach, which is frankly kind of stupid, if you ask me, because now everyone's going to call them out on that, right? It's not really autopilot. Yeah. Like, I've never understood why. I mean, I get what Tesla's trying to do, and it sounds super cool. It's marketing. Yeah. yeah, but it's marketing. That's where I was going with that. It's like, it's literally just a sales pitch. I mean, yeah. it has nothing to do with, like, actually being able to drive the car without a human behind the wheel. And that's not the takeaway. I mean, it's still cool. <clears throat> it's still like, neat. It's still yeah. dope, but, like, it's not what it says it is versus this guy. Like, this is right. pu- this is real. legit hands-free driving it's nutty the it's crazy device has a camera that watches you and like make sure that you're not just completely doing nothing it's not driverless but it's way more advanced than like a tesla like he there was a test i saw where like pulling up to like a stop car at a stoplight i guess is tricky for those systems and like all of the other cars started like accelerating towards the stop car but his handled it like perfectly right yeah, I mean, I don't know what his technology is using. I mean, it sounds like he kind of self-coded, self-did everything. And it's, a, it's all open and source. It's right, all available. Source. It's like, and I, I'm reading in here about it. It looks like with Kame AI, it looks like he did approach Elon Musk at one point. He wanted to sell it to Tesla. He I'm wanted to sell this. Tesla they didn't, didn't, they didn't go it. for it. That's weird. Probably. Um, there's probably more to the story. You know, I'm looking yeah. at a Wikipedia article, so who who knows really with that? But um, this Wikipedia is not exactly the most reliable source of information in case... Our listeners don't know that. <laughs> it can be what? randomly edited by anybody. Um, but anyways, off topic. But, you know, I think this is really, really, really neat. Really cool tech. It's going to happen, right? Like, it's yeah. going to become part of um, <laughs> our everyday lives of having, like, machines just take us places. And we're at the cusp of that. We're at, like, the kind of... If you use a hockey stick analogy for adoption, you know we're we're slowly bending that curve in this in this way with yeah. that tech, and so um, it's fun to be around and you know kind of just hit this part of your life where you're like watching these things happen around you, and it's just like oh wow, 
we're actually going to reach this at some point because it, they are getting better, right? Like, I mean, as much as te- even Tesla gets in trouble with law, the law, so to speak, about uh, crashes when the car's on autopilot and stuff like that, it's still happening. It's still out there in the market. Yeah. No one's stopping it. Like, it's really not going to be stopped. It would take some major, major incident for that to stop. So I, I think it's cool. I think it's fun to see it kind of evolve and develop in, you know, in front of our eyes. So... Yeah, yeah I, I, I like that it's that. someone who's kind of like disenfranchised by the industry <laughs> doing it. Like he's like, no, yes, you, you would want to work with me. I'm gonna go no. do it myself. Yeah, and you know what? More power to him. I think that's really cool too. I I encourage that. Yeah, personally, I think it's fun to see people develop. Never stop developing what you think is a good idea because you might just have something that nobody else thought of. Yeah. I mean, that's true. And the cool thing is, like, he ended up making it like a it's a it's a product that you can buy. Uh, it was unveiled at CES this year, and it's only a thousand dollars. Is that all it is? Yeah, wow, thousand dollar device. I'm surprised. The setup for it is advanced enough that your average like Joe probably isn't going to be buying it and installing it in their car. Really, which is probably a good case for him because that means that it'll be enthusiasts using it who are going to be less likely to do dumb things with it and crash. Yeah, um, gotcha. So like oh I see it I'm on their site now comma AI yeah. comma two dev kits nine ninety nine interesting so you can buy this today and it'll drive your car yes huh isn't that crazy that is nuts like I'm so down for that and we are not getting paid by these guys to say this I'm not actually legit blown away yeah, <laughs> so not, like right, that's right. really cool George Hawks so. did not hit me up. No. He did not Venmo But if you're me. listening. Yeah, George, yeah, right. George, George you if you're on, listening. Hey. Yeah, shameless self-plugs for all three of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but no, that that's really neat. That's pretty cool. Like getting the whole thing, what Tesla's trying to do for a thousand bucks in any car. Very, very interesting. Yeah, because it's like an $8,000 add-on in Tesla's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that leads me to ask you guys, like, we'll start with Austin. Would you let George Hotz's phone control your vehicle yeah uh, but really only because i'm a terrible driver like i i could see how someone <laughs> would be like apprehensive to this but i'm such a bad like i would prefer a robot do it like for me and i assist <laughs> awesome. like i think it would do a better job than i would like i would be better helping my car drive than just straight up driving my car yeah. okay all right okay how Austin gets in the car, he's like, all the old people are running out of the way. Um, <laughs> Get out! Yeah. Um, no, so I would do it. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I, if I... Huh. I just checked, like, what vehicles... It uh, looks like it's limited on the vehicles that can this thing can work on. So that's the only problem. Uh, Mercedes is not listed in there, and I drive an old Mercedes. Really? I thought so. it was anything after 2012. Mm-mm. No, yeah. there's very specific... Like, the car... Unless I'm... Oh, you know what? I'm reading that wrong. That's for the car harness. That's my mistake. That's totally my my mistake. George so Hines, the car sorry. car harness, yeah, is what I was looking at there. Um, but yeah, no, that's super super cool. I would do it in a in a New York minute, and I'm actually thinking about buying one right now. <laughs> 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 Just being honest. I watched that look on your face change. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, because well, okay, it's so really I'm cool. in the market for a car, and one of our other employees, Christian, is like super into cars, and like both him and I have talked about like. He, his car is too old for it right now, but like my next car, like and his next car, I think we both are gonna try to implement this at some point. Yep. Because that's like I'm like a huge I'm not like a Tesla company fanboy, but I'm a Tesla car fanboy. I really like the cars. Yeah. That, and that's like one of the main reasons that I love them is I love the idea of like I don't want I don't ever want like full sure. autonomous where I'm not yeah. paying attention, but I do love the idea of just like 
easy driving. Like I'm listening to a podcast and I can pay a little bit more attention to the podcast. And like it's like I'm also just like this present being in this vehicle. Right. I think it's pretty cool. So yep. that that kind of answers. Yes, I would as well. All right. So I have to comment on this real quick and we can move on. I just checked the other part of the site where you look at compatibility with the cars and mine is not compatible. That's too bad. So it isn't. And they actually have a recommended list, um, which, you know, you can go to the website and check out for yourself. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, looks like Honda and Toyotas are like the, in the top five of their recommended cars. Sounds about right. Yeah. So very cool though. Still like a super, super neat project. And it, for him to even get that far with it, with the compatibility of certain models like that, that's pretty remarkable, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, it's a lot of combinations and permutations that he has to deal with. For there, sure. So. I mean, even across models of a make, mm-hmm. like they, I'm sure there's Absolutely. little roadblocks here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Go George Hotz. You have yeah. our full support at the Fetzer House <laughs> office. Right. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, Apple. They're planning to launch a 14.1-inch MacBook Pro, a 27-inch Mac- iMac Pro, and a 7.9-inch iPad Mini with a mini LED display, says Ming-Chi Kuo, who is a popular leaker who usually gets things right. That's interesting. While it is a leak, we can kind of still talk about it. So the 27-inch iMac Pro has not been touched since 2017 when it came out. That okay. is the Space Gray variant that they put out Um in 2017, it's essentially like a beefy yeah, iMac. It has four that. Thunderbolt threes. It's nice, um, but it's it's getting dated now, um, and it's still like seven thousand dollars. So <laughs> it Jeez. might be getting a refresh, and as well as the iPad Mini, which was a really, 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 really popular segment of their product that hasn't been updated in like a really long time. Um, has it not? No, the iPad Mini that. stopped after the four, I believe, and that okay. was in I like 2014 or 15. Wow, really? Yeah, I don't. That's it's crazy. been a minute since we've had an iPad. I'm That's pretty sure it says it in here somewhere. Okay. Given that the current iPad at some point, I don't believe it's been touched for a years. Yeah, it's been years. Okay. Um, it was refreshed once last March with Apple That's Pencil what support, I but it wasn't. It didn't get like a spec bump very much. It didn't get like anything other than just support for like the pencil and so a couple software. of the chips. Well, not just software. It got like I think it got the W one chip, which is their security okay. chip, and the T two okay. chip, like that kind of stuff. Was, yeah, but okay. Gotcha. It wasn't really an overhaul of the product, so it yeah. needs one. Um, but the real thing cool. is that all these are going to have mini LED displays, which are going to be like OLED or QLED displays. So that is essentially where each individual pixel is lit and each individual pixel can be turned off so blacks are very deep and you can achieve really good contrast levels yeah so that's that's kind of a game changer especially for the graphic designers among us yeah that's huge like that's that's giant that's That's where you get perfect color accuracy and all stuff like that that's super important um the 14 inch macbook sounds cool because like i've always thought like the 13 inch in my opinion is too small to be like a really professional device like it's yeah. just a little bit too small. And then the 15, well, now that it's been broken into the 16, like even though I'm using a 16 right now and I mm-hmm. love it, it's big. Like it's, most people say, probably don't need this big of a computer. <laughs> so the 14 seems like it would be a pretty cool happy medium. Yeah, it would be. I think it's it's pretty neat to see um, you know, different models and products and something getting put into a MacBook because... The, just from my standpoint, the long-running rumors about how Apple's trying to destroy, like, not destroy, that's too strong a word. They're trying to, they're not putting enough effort towards uh, Macs in general. Yeah. You know, they put a lot more emphasis on the iPhone because of the sales of the iPhone, yep. that kind of thing. Um, so to see this is, I think it's cool from that standpoint, because I would like to see 
you know, more development come around this because yep. the thing that annoys me the most about like these manufacturers is once they saturate the market so much, they don't really seem to care about the thing that they originally got them their bread and butter to begin with. And I know like mobile devices are kind of like, I, I, I'm never going to say they're the future. I think they are part of a future, they're but they're part not, of the future. Yes. They're not, they're not going overtaking. to always overtake everything. And there's always going to be a need for, you know, a MacBook or a PC or something that's got a keyboard and a, and a mouse or trackpad or whatever. And like, you're going to need to see things on a bigger screen in a portable fashion. And, you know, even even with an iPad, you still can't get that like real productive productivity feel. Yeah. And I've never used an iPad Pro, so I'll say that, take that with a grain of salt because I've never used that, so I don't know how good that one is. But I'll say that I have a Surface Pro three like in front of me, an old Surface Pro, and I can still be really productive on this like all the time. And you know because it basically mirrors a laptop, right? Like, and the laptop and the PC are always going to be part of people's lives. Compute power is always going to be needed. I don't care what these manufacturers say; it's always going to be. Well, there. it's not even a matter it's, of hardware anymore because the iPad yeah. Pro is actually competent enough to run most things. It's a matter good. of that's good. Microsoft chose to put full Windows on that, and right, Apple puts Mac, uh, iPad full OS, Mac, iPad OS on that one, and, yeah, right. uh, while and iPad OS on the others. While iPad OS did bring the iPad and iPad Pro into a more like useful category, it's sure. still not robust enough to get everything done. Like I, I won't speak for him entirely, but I know Christian got rid of his MacBook Pro for that iPad Pro. Did he? And okay. it is an amazing device. The the new is iPad it? Pro 12.9 is um like honestly I'm blown away by it. But like just watching him like there's still a lot of things that I see like where like it's just like hard to get around or it's right. just like a little <laughs> bit more of a pain to do x y or z yep. when you get into a segment of a product that has the word pro after it you shouldn't have that i problem. shouldn't have no. any hiccup on At basic all. tasks Period. to get done with my pro work right and that's that's the point like you're, you're always going to have that pro that's always going to be part of people's lives like you can say whatever you want about oh i wish it'd go away but it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon i'm thankful for that i love computers i think they're phenomenal the PC was just absolutely re revolutionary. Um, I grew up, you know, on my grandfather's knee playing with these things. So yeah. literally, so um, for me, it was pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty cool to see, you know, more development go into something. Fourteen point one inch seems like a good mix. I was going to comment on that because you said the thirteen seems too small. Um, I do have like an old, old like twenty twelve MacBook at home, just that sits around, not yeah. doing much, um, hosting my cloud, you know, my iTunes library or whatever. Um, uh, music library, but that thing is is really actually pretty good for most of the activities. I've used it like on a trip or something like that, and it yeah. can pretty much handle almost anything. Um, it's a really really wonderfully made device, and um, that one's like a 13 inch, I think, screen. Okay, so yeah, seeing, it is. And it I've, I've had seen a 15, that one. Yeah. yeah, and then the 15.6 inch was the pretty standard common. Most PCs are, are that I would say, or that or 13 inch. So have like that in between, I think is pretty unique and pretty interesting to see like when you're working on something, how much productivity you can get done with that. When also um, like, I feel like a lot so, of people, like when they hear like they're going from 13 to 14, they're like, yeah. okay. And it's an inch, but like, 
It makes a difference. As someone who went from a 15-inch MacBook to a 16-inch Mac, 16 right. MacBook, there's a lot more, a lot more real estate yeah. to do things yep. with. It actually does make a lot of difference when you're talking about words on a screen or images or whatever. Um, I remember when the Surface, these Surface, the Pro 3 came out on the Microsoft side, they changed the aspect ratio to like 3 by 2 I think, for these, as opposed to like 16 by 9 or 16 by 10 whatever it was a common at the time. And uh, that actually made a huge difference, too. So be curious to see, like, do you know what, like, I was going to ask you what the aspect ratio is of that, because I can't see it. Oh, uh, I think uh, they still, I think they what, do 16 by 10. Do they? Okay. I'm yeah. pretty sure they do. So it's pretty interesting. Um, the 3 by 2 was really cool. Like, it was very different. You That's get a what lot um, more... the new Surface Pros are, aren't they? 3 by 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They they all fit the same form factor. Since well, the 3, they're no, pretty much the same thing. No, the new one is taller. Is it? It might be a... It might be different three by then. four. It might be, yeah. I think it is. I think it's a three by four aspect ratio. Why don't you look that up and find <laughs> out? Um, <laughs> he's all over it. Um, he's already ahead of me. Uh, so that's so that's basically yeah. That that can actually change the way that you do things and position windows on a screen, kind of thing. So that's pretty cool. I don't know. I just think it's neat. You should check it out. Check it out, people. Mac. Mac may be making a comeback. Can we say that? Did they ever go away? I don't think they ever went away, but the sales, like you talked about. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> what I thought. Ha ha. Three by two. I was right. I was right. Let's, let's see what the MacBook is real quick. MacBook Pro. Hold on. We're checking it out. Inch Hold on. We're Google doing this, everybody. Ratio. Just wait. Oh, he has a TV there. It's a lot nicer. <laughs> Here it is. 16 by 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I know they made it a little bit taller, and it was nice when they did right. that. Because right. it's usually sixteen by nine is typical. Okay. For anyone who doesn't know, but yeah. Gotcha. All right, Apple, you're going away. We're talking about your arch nemesis, Microsoft, <laughs> teasing new Windows 10 start menu that de-emphasizes the live tiles. So much hate for the live tiles. I actually kind of like them. No, you don't. I actually do. I oh. think they're kind of cool. They were different, right? Like it was a unique. Pro- it was a unique thing at the time. Um, I liked the idea of them like giving you updates and i like things that are kind of in the background like doing doing something but what i hated about them is obviously like oh we're going to consume you know all this memory or whatever on your device to actually run when windows 10 first came out it was just really a bad idea they should have what i think they should have done this is hindsight so it's easy, easy for me to say right as a critic they should have waited uh, to release the live tile feature until after everybody got into Windows 10 from Windows 7 because there were a ton of upgrades, right? Like in the hardware, super old. And now all of a sudden you're trying to do all this extra stuff on this operating system with super old hardware. And that just made everything slow down way too much. People were frustrated and hated it. So if they would have, you know, kind of did this in the beginning and then flipped this, you know, later and said, hey, we could do this live tile feature where, like, if you got really nice hardware, it's not going to do anything. Who cares? You know, that would be yeah. fine. But, um, you know, that's Microsoft. So, <laughs> like, they do, do you, this. What do you think about Microsoft doing, like, a version of Windows that's, like, naturally, like, stripped? I know they've done that in the past. Windows 10S. But, is what, like... Well, or no, you're not talking about that. Well, kind of. Like, not, like totally stripped down of like functionality but like you know how like you can run like a deep loader 
Yeah, yeah. Like, what like if there was like a version? PowerShell or whatever. What if there was like mm-hmm. a version of Windows where you paid a premium, but then they didn't? They just got <laughs> they rid of everything they, that was. You blue. mean you mean it didn't track all the stuff that they track telemetry yeah. wise? Yeah, and, like you and, just pay it. You give them a premium up front, <laughs> so, and there's no Windows ads. So there is or like there is that. It's called Windows 10 Enterprise. Okay, and then I think in if I remember correctly, and um. Austin, if you can check this out too, Windows 10 Enterprise. I think there's that one and then long-term service branch or LTSB for short. Those two, I'm not sure if they're the same thing or different is what I'm curious about there. But How accessible are those for like regular people? Um, not very accessible. You, those are more for your commercial, like, you know, big Fortune 500 companies, stuff like that. So that's, that's why that's a problem. There's a lot of prosumers that would like to see Microsoft release that. At least I don't think it's that accessible because I don't see it advertised much. Okay. Um, we can get it as, a, as an MSP. So we obviously have, you know, relationships and partnership with Microsoft. So... We, um, you know, we, we can re, you know, pretty much resell anything that they offer um, as a partner, but okay. as partners always do. But essentially, the, um, the consumer space or prosumer space, I don't think you can get it in that space. I think you have to get it through a company okay. or through a partner. Um, so we, you know, like I said, we could do it, but, you know, I don't... I don't, I don't have a real, like, we have clients that have use cases for that, and we don't really, Windows 10 Pro seems to work pretty pretty well, and I'm sure they're tracking tons of stuff, but it's all commercial grade, it's commercial use, so I don't, I'm not as concerned about that as I am about my personal privacy, right? Like, yeah. that's where my mindset, maybe I'm misguided, but that's kind of the way I see the world. Um, I'm willing to accept that. Yeah. But, you know, when it's coming to personal stuff, like, let's be honest about, like, you have a cell phone that tracks you, you have a, you know, if you have whether or not it's iOS or Android, like both of the companies are doing stuff. Google's way worse, of course, in my opinion, uh, on that kind of thing. And then, you know, you have other devices that are like literally putting in like an Alexa device from Amazon or a, a, a what's that called? Apple home pod. Is that the thing that's yeah. also in there? Yeah. And like all those devices are listening to you and listening to your conversations and like everybody's pretty much constant. Yep. We've been listening to you for years. So yep. there you go. Um, so if you didn't know that, congratulations. Now, you know, um, all right. Were you going to say something? You're going to well, find I, that? I, I, yeah. The only difference is like when the updates are pushed for the, oh, major is that all features. it is? Yeah. So there's no major difference between pro and enterprise other than the updates. Okay. <laughs> so then my I thought there point, was, there, so I guess there, there is isn't. there. It's smaller stuff though. Like nothing worth noting. Okay. So you're to your point, there isn't one. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be cool if they made like a lower, like a, a, an operating system for lower spec machines that mm-hmm. just got rid of all that and you just paid a premium for it. Yeah, they don't want that. They want I you know. to buy a new machine. I get it. Like, you I know, get why. Yeah. I just think it would be cool. It's planned obsolescence, in my opinion. I don't know if that's true or not, but like, whatever. I mean, that's the way the world is. So, Anyways. I'm just ready for them to change their design language again. <laughs> I don't like like is it what's it called Metro UI or whatever oh, what they okay. use now. Right, yeah. I don't like it. You don't like I it? Just, no, I the think design it's, like, is it's just ugly. different. It's too um boxy for me. See, that's funny. I, I like actually transparency and rounded. Yeah, corners. okay, that's fair. Yeah, I like sharper edges, and I like you know kind of not bold, but I do like a sleek interface. I like the Windows 10 interface for uh, completely. And I, in fact, you're gonna hate me for saying this, but I love it way better than the Mac OS. <laughs> I love it way better. <laughs> 
I can get so much more done on a Windows machine than I can on a Mac just from the interface alone. I am triggered. And that's, I know, like, I've probably just sent, like, half of everyone into a tailspin with that comment, but oh well. <laughs> it's, it's just subjective preference, right? I don't hate macOS. I think actually it's really, really cool, really slick. I just prefer the other one. It's just my own I preference. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah. No big deal. It's also like, I don't know, like when I first switched to a MacBook, like it, it, I thought it was really clunky because I was just so used to Windows PCs. But now after using these yeah. for so long, like yeah. for me, basic functionality on this mm-hmm. is so much easier for me than picking up, than getting on my desktop and like moving around. Like I've right. gotten so accustomed to gestures on this big trackpad yeah. and, and that's, stuff. That can be, that can be really nice. Yeah. They added gestures to Windows 10 after. They, they Still, you know added that and after even those they don't there's not a good enough trackpad on I mean, the market yeah no i know well there, there are a few there are a few if you gotta be buying, some high if you're end. buying like really high-end laptops yeah. yeah but on like the mid-range that most people are buying or right you, like it's just not like a dell like a latitude or, or even like or like on my desktop yeah. at home on my mac mini i use the magic trackpad like i use oh, a you? trackpad yeah. i use gestures on my desktop like they gotcha. haven't really created like a good unit to put like at your desk for a Windows computer to use yeah. a trackpad. Yeah. Like they exist, they're just not great. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Whatever, Microsoft. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> Who needs them except for us? <laughs> right. We love all technology. Yeah, we really course. do. Every all tech is created equal. Yeah. Um all right, Twitter. We're finally fine. We'll talk about you. Finally here. Yeah. We'll talk about it. All right. Twitter's going to start testing stories. You made Daniel mad. We talked about LinkedIn testing stories. It it doesn't bother me as much on Twitter because it's a social platform. And I guess it's just, it's a feature that I can choose not to use. Right. But, eh, So if you, yeah, if you haven't heard their Twitter is releasing stories like uh, Instagram and Snapchat and all the other ones, like where it's basically something you record or type or whatever, and then it goes away after a short period they of time. They will be more right? text-based, though. Oh, really? Versus oh, like, okay. So like on on Snapchat and uh, on Instagram and I think LinkedIn, too, it's like I think you don't have to have an image, but it pretty heavily is biased towards putting an image versus right. on Twitter, when you go to post it, it you're going to be able to add an image or something or a GIF, but it's you mainly, it looks more like you're just composing a tweet. That's cool. So I think it's really ge- geared more towards like sometimes, and I can attest to this, sometimes you want to let that spicy tweet off, but like <laughs> you don't necessarily want to like have that spicy, spicy tweet be there forever. So you just, yeah. you know, and you just throw it up on the story. So right, I, sure. I can get into it. I, I think that's really cool. I think that'll work really cool with Twitter, actually. I usually hate hearing about that, but, like, I don't like the, the image-based stories. Like, I, it's kind of annoying. I oh, do it's totally think, annoying for I me. I do think stories are cool and yeah. could be powerful, but... right. I, I don't know. I mean, they're usually done wrong. I hope yeah. Twitter does it right. I actually it's, do like seeing it spread, so now all these other companies are doing their own spin on it. Maybe somebody <laughs> can get it right. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's like literally it, like social media, the playground is literally just a bunch of people trying to get it right. And who I know. Gets it right I, first, then everyone just copies just how they did it. Like It just makes me roll my eyes like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Another one. Like, how many of these things do we need to have out in the market? Like, how many platforms, how many things do we need to steal from TikTok or from LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever, or Snapchat? I mean, pick pick your poisons, it's like everywhere. WhatsApp, whatever. It's like, oh, my goodness. And half the time, I think it's literally just, like, lack of of creativity or ingenuity. <laughs> They're just, like, looking for new updates. And yeah. I'm like, it kind of gets annoying. 
Like, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I I am being a bit of a critic, so you know, sue me, whatever. But like, that's kind of the way I feel about it. But I'm just thinking out loud. I just wonder if it's lack of creativity or if it's just like that's what works. Yeah, you know it's I mean? that it's that more than lack of it's, creativity. It's, it's just what works. Those yeah. those it's, companies hire some of the most amazing creatives like in the yeah. world. So it's not a bunch of Developers people sitting around too. like I can't figure out what it's right. good idea. But if yep. you see Instagram and Facebook making a couple bill, bill off, off of uh, it, yeah, billions stories, literally. It's like, well, why would I not yeah, implement you, that? It's not like it's move. hard. That's the move, really. It has to do more with data science than anything. It's like, oh, we just researched this and well, found that these guys people, are making this much money, so we're going to do it too. Post more things. That's more data, right. To harvest, right. Well, that too. I mean, at Long the end of the game. day, these things, they've been copying each other from the beginning. I mean, what's yeah, the difference true. between Facebook and Twitter? They're both the same thing. And now they're like, okay, yeah. we got to, now these guys are all doing this. We got to join the party or right. we're just going to be the other <laughs> social media We've platform. become individual right. enough. Yeah. We, we must make ourselves <laughs> more like them. Uh-huh. So what's the latest on let's what's the latest on Jack Dorsey then? Is he is he resigning or no? They're talking about it. Some activists asked him to step yeah, down. I knew um, that. I don't think anything's happened to him. Nothing's it happened. Yet. Okay. Um, right. I know Elon Musk offered his hand and help. Yeah, to help out that he was a good guy. Oh um, Elon, you're so nice. Oh Elon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm. I don't really understand that whole situation. And yeah. I, I hope. I hope he doesn't step down. I hope he holds his ground and he continues doing what he does. Well, what is he CEO of outside of Twitter? What is it? Uh, oh, I forget. Also, what's what's Jack Dorsey the yeah, CEO of? Check that out. I can't remember what company it is, but it's a big one. And I thought this, it was kind of interesting. He's like the one of the, it might be the only case of this where it's like two major, major companies have the same <laughs> CEO, same person as CEO. Well, did so, he, I don't know. And that's kind of that's kind of a bold move, right? I think it takes me back to my roots of Bo Jackson in the '80s, being playing for the you know the Raiders and the uh, uh, Crud, uh, Kansas City Royals. That's who it was. I think he was just that good. Our internet's being incredibly slow. Oh, oh our internet's it. slow. I, it might be down. Uh oh, really? Well, our Jack Dorsey. might be down. Interesting. Yeah, let me check. Let's check it out. This is, this is us in action. Like, live network live assessment. Live network troubleshooting. <laughs> Head over to FetzerHouse.com right. slash free consult and yeah. schedule a two-hour yeah. console. We'll Actually, do this. it is down. There's an outage, apparently. That's interesting. All right. Huh. Well. There you go. The good thing is we got through all of our topics. <laughs> yep. And the other good thing is that we have a backup, and I have a backup. I accidentally hit up, and it started the uh, Google Chrome, like, mini game when there's no internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i've never done that before but that's all right jack dorsey we have multiple multiple source of internet yeah so we can do this come on i'm in it i'm in it i'm Who looking at wikipedia jack now dorsey he's he's in there founder and ceo square oh, that's the other one square yeah he owns square so that's kind of the other thing about it is you know, when you look at Twitter and Square, kind of household names, I would say at this point, mm, right? I wouldn't call Square a household it's close. name. I've it's known a household Square, name but amongst people that run a business, right? 
If you're going to take payments, you know right. about Square. Right. Or if you've seen Square. The Square things. Yeah, or even the newer ones that are like those bigger white. That's true. They are know, getting those adopted. All over the place. Those white on ones you stick your card. I've, I'm thinking people know what it is. It's on its to being a household. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty close. Like, it's almost PayPal like close. Half the time I deliver a pizza, someone would be like, Oh, what? You, what do you mean you can't take my credit card? Don't you have a phone and one of those square things? I'd be like, what? How do you know No, I don't have a square. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways. Um, squares are for squares. Squares Sorry, are for I had squares. To say it. It, was on the, it was in my brain. <laughs> you're out of control. You are out I'm of control. I'm off the rails, guys. Yeah. All right. We've so, officially reached the point of this podcast where we're we just got nothing barely else. speaking. We're barely like, <laughs> well, the internet, like all of a sudden there's internet problems and you see a tech office go nuts. Mm-hmm. The, you know, there's like, oh, it's like Armageddon in here. Yep, they lost I'm on their the internet, minds. though. You I'm guys on the internet? On the internet? I'm on the internet. Yeah. Anyways, thanks nope. for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you so much. As always, we'll be on tune next in week. every Friday going up at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Three. Check us out over at www.fetzerhouse.com. That's H-A-U-S. And, uh, you know, check out our, our our other services that we provide if you're in the indie area. Uh, if you're not, then just keep good following our media pages. And we'll, good luck to you. We'll have stuff coming to you soon. But, yeah, just thank kidding. you. Have a good one. Thank down you. Down the house.